0: everyone welcome to the latest edition of the beloved by clients podcast and i'm honored today to have one of my close friends and i use that word with very few people um minar minar here and we're and i invited him on because we were chatting the other day as we do almost every week of my life which makes me very happy um and and he was telling me about this crazy client situation that was difficult and challenging that he had a couple years ago and i said wait 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 this will be perfect for the new podcast. So Minar, let's jump, uh, let's jump in and talk and talk about your, your, uh, client horror story. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Thanks Morgan. And it's a, uh, it's a pleasure. Always fun to chat to you and, uh, very happy to, to share some of the crazy, I think anyone who's been in uh, kind of client services has, has got their fair share. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, the one we were chatting about is definitely, uh, definitely near the top of my list. Um, so the situation was, it was a, one of the things that happens, I guess, if you've been around a little while, you know a few people, you, you occasionally get calls out of the blue. So this is one of those where we got a call out of the blue on a, on a Friday. And literally someone just said, hey, like uh, a person we know said, you might be able to help us. We're launching our site on Monday. This is Friday afternoon.
0: So, our, so it so it wasn't a client. It was a...
1: Well at this point, a, yeah. The call
0: was was from
1: it, someone who became the a call. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so we get a call on a Friday saying someone said you might be able to help us. We're launching a site on Monday. It all works perfectly in terms of all the pages work and everything, except if you get like two users on the site, everything crawls to a halt. Right. So it's like <laughs> oh, no. you know, it only works if you access one page at a time at a time. So that huge performance problem. It was Friday and this was a fairly sizable media company that was launching and they couldn't delay the launch. It was coordinated with uh, with some activities on their on their uh, TV channel. And it was like, they didn't have a choice but to launch on the Monday. At least that's, that's, it was very, very valuable for them to launch on the Monday. It would have been very problematic to delay it. Um, so yeah, so we went from first client conversation to okay, what, what what is what is the project? What are the terms? Who can we get to work on it? Starting work like this was at lunchtime, I think, roughly on the on the Friday, and you know, obviously, you need to get started pretty quickly if you've got less than forty eight hours to try and complete the project. Right. Uh, well, no, right. not but, less than forty eight hours. By uh, the way, I, hours. <laughs> I just want to pause there and make the
0: observation that in my experience anything with such an extreme urgency already comes with a red flag it's like extreme urgency alone forgetting anything else it's like okay for them to reach the point <laughs> where where there's such urgency that means someone fucked up massively beforehand that it could just be the the vendor but it could just be they don't know how to manage work with people and plan so knowing nothing nothing more than that already like my
1: alarm bells are going off yeah you don't wind up in a situation like that. Without something having been a problem, Um, probably. Totally. So you know, we we were only on the project a a number of days. So so I have some guesses, but um, but you were correct if you were implying that there was already a supplier involved, which was an agency that had built the site for. Uh, I guess that if they were launching on Monday,
0: they had to have had someone
1: have built it before. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. theoretically it could have done it in-house, but more more normally it was done externally and that that was the case here. Totally. Um, so yeah, so our role was to work with that company. Um, they were to be at our disposal with any questions that we have and we would work led by us, hand in glove. Well, I mean, this was, so the first phase of this was like, look, can you help us? And, you know, the, f- the first gotcha that we managed to avoid was basically, and, and we'll come back to this later, but making sure that we got into that project in a way where, this is crazy we can only do best efforts um what does that look like and also to give us half a shot we don't know how much it's going to cost we don't know who we're going to pull in so how do you deal with starting a project where it's like we don't know if we'll succeed (laughs) we don't know how much it's going to cost um (laughs) um, and you want us to start like you want to get the contract signed and it has to start you know in as few hours you know as possible um, so there's some stuff that we learned from earlier projects where we, we, we were in a position where we you know been in business for a while, so we kind of know how to start projects quickly if we need to. Um, I think something I might have mentioned to you on one of our chats once um, was, was a lifesaver, which is something we call the consultancy services agreement, CSA, which is um, the idea of putting into a one-page document something you could give to someone that looks reasonably innocuous in the sense that it's just describing what you agreed on the phone call the kind of in principle conversation that you had with with the business person um but it you know it has a url so when someone signs that they're signing up to our 14 pages of terms and conditions and you know we send it as a pdf they can click on it we're not trying to like massively hide it but it it tends it. to be something that's easier for a client to, to to feel like i've got to sign i'll sign it I see. It encourages
0: them to read the short version, uh, even though there might be important details in the long version. But the long version, it's not hidden. It's like still right there for for
1: them to see. It also makes really, really clear that the long version is our standard terms and conditions. It's on a URL. It's on a website. Anyone can punch that URL in and get it. We didn't make up a bunch of terms just for them. And some people will still want to negotiate it. Anyway, what that meant was that we were pretty comfortable that all we needed to put on the CSA was was some pretty blunt terms, but still, you know, best efforts, we'll charge you this. And 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 you know, we anticipated some of the issues. So it's pretty common that if you're charging time and materials, which obviously this would need to be, since there are no deliverables we were committing to other than best efforts, um, we, we literally baked in project management where we would deliver them twice daily. I mean, bear in mind that's only like, that was only gonna be like five or six occasions, but a twice daily report, including timesheets and information on why we made the decisions we did. So that there would be a maximum of like six hours, project elapsed time um when they hadn't received a report what was happening, which is pretty extreme. But like, right. you know, we were starting on a Friday, Friday afternoon and, and trying to finish it by Monday and 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 you know, we potentially racked up quite a bit quite a bit of billable hours on that basis. The the rate was not cheap. So it was important. We felt it was important that 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 we were giving them every opportunity to say, hang on, wait a second you know, because they weren't willing to give us a budget to work to or anything. It's like, we just got to get this fixed. So we agreed, agreed an hourly rate. We told them where we thought we were going to start. And we said, look, we think we need to bring someone in. We'll bring someone in. So, I mean, do you want me to focus on the crazy, the thing that kind of like really stood out or or like do you want a, a short kind of how did the, how did the project go from start to end?
0: I think we should jump. I I think it'll be fun for... All three people who listen to this <laughs> to, uh, to hear to hear the the narrative for So this happened, and this and this maybe sure. the short for, the short form of the narrative until we get yeah. to the crazy part where we where we'll expand on it in detail.
1: Okay, cool. So there was like probably we got the whole contracting nailed within two hours. Um, you know, including getting to know what the project was, like asking some information, a bit of scoping. Um, you know, information about who we're going to be working with and all the rest So, so there's a, there was like a a phase. Um, And then I wanted like half an hour to confirm that I could get a bunch of people to work on the weekend. (laughs) So that was like the two hours included, like going to a bunch of staff and saying, look, guys, we'll pay you a bonus. And it's a bit crazy. If you say no, it's totally cool, but it was an interesting client and, you know, it's always fun to do something a bit crazy. So, so I got, uh two or three members of staff to agree to come in and work the whole weekend and i called on a bunch of people that i knew and basically pulled together a team of like seven or eight people um who were willing to work the weekend for you know decent thug of money um and you know on the basis of like hopefully we'll get something done if we don't we don't um, so that was the first two hours then we got to work right so that was you know usual stuff just on accelerated timescale so getting access to systems trying to work things out understanding yes. the architecture so i won't go into any of the work stuff but um but it was very unusual it was just a very compressed um a very compressed normal project um but the thing that really stood out and then and Talking about some of the lessons learned, it's 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 not really to do with the crazy, but there's one very visceral moment that I remember, um, which is partly because it was on a weekend. Um, but as a the kind of the founder and, and you know run running a sort of moderately sized agency with about thirty staff, um, you get pulled in a lot of directions, and there was something about getting paid a lot of money to work over a weekend, which you know I was at least theoretically taking most of uh, off work. Um, So the the first thing that I did once we'd signed the contract was I I went and I found a box and I carefully swept everything on my desk into the box. My desk had all sorts of things on it and mentally and physically, you know, swept the board clean. And it's like, I'm not going to read any emails. I'm not going to do anything. You know, it's like that you know one of those plugins where you like focus plugins exactly. where it's like you know but from that point until we finished the project i genuinely was you know i talked to my partner talked to other people i'm like okay there is nothing in my life that i need to think about except for this one thing and um i, I, was I like such a- image of,
0: of moving everything off uh, off
1: your desk it's like a
0: it's a these physical representations of, of emotional states are are important for this all.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and it, you know, I didn't realize it at the time. It was a practical thing I was doing. I wanted space on my desk to put pads in and have everything yeah. that I was looking at be about the project. Um, looking back at it, I realized, um, well, the, looking back at it even a, a day later, um, anyway, yeah. to, the sequence, so that's the first thing that yeah. I did, and then we got to work. Um, and I essentially crisis managed it. Um, so I didn't do any of the the technical work I got people on. And we would meet every two hours, every two to three hours. And we would discuss what we'd learned, discuss what the right things to do on on the, the, the troubleshooting was, who's going to look up what. And we'd literally divvy up tasks. We'd spend anywhere from 15 to 40 minutes speaking, reviewing what we'd learned, agreeing what we needed to learn, agreeing what we needed to validate, agreeing what we needed to get access to. Um, and we literally had this cycle. We worked, you know, 12 hours a day for the next few days. And it was just a cycle of get together as a group of six or seven people in a room, whiteboard, talk things out. What are we learning? What are our suspicions? What are our, what are our questions? What do we want to, what do we think we've learned? What do we want to validate? Literally every two to three hours, we would sit down and do that discuss what we, what our theories were, discuss what we needed to relearn validate further or or explore or get access to agree who was going to do what. And then in those two to three hours in between each of those, I would basically write up, make sure everything was very, very clear um, for the team, put a lot of work into making sure that it was as easy as possible to digest, so that there was no chance that anyone was not on the same page, look at, you know, cross-references of what we learned before. Will we be missing something? Like, absolutely hawking over the detail of are we missing anything? Are we being as productive as we should be? At where we should be putting our attention? Um, and is this as clear and, and straightforward for anyone to digest and pulling things together? I was like 100% of my time was on that.
0: By the way, as, as a side note, i never seen you in crisis management mode, but I really <laughs> like this sort of, this sort of framework of okay meeting every two hours then everyone get to work while well. you organize meeting nodes you know track everything and then all of that takes so long by the time you're done with that time for the next
1: meeting the, the, the,
0: the, <laughs> I, I would hire you for some crisis management. This is great.
1: <laughs> I mean I mean that was pretty much it. Like it took like it there's something really joyful about a problem being valuable enough to solve you can you know really expend almost every sinew every piece of effort to just squeeze every piece of value out of getting it done as quickly and as well as possible and that's something that came out of working through the dot-com era i guess was i just got very used to these crazy situations where it's like you know it's funny with startups in in those days at least like you know i guess to some some degree now as well a little less but you were either in this horrifically cash-starved phase where you did everything you could to try and make progress without spending any money. And then you would get to this point where all of a sudden, you know, some VC would invest, and you get this talking about during the 90s and the early noughties, you'd get this incredible amount of money just drop on you. And the change in what was appropriate to try and do was just crazy. Um, yeah. so I think some of the things honed in that period were like, you know, you just needed to get it done by date.
0: By the way, side note one. I've never heard the phrase naughty before, or I've never heard it out loud, I've seen it written. So I think it's made that at least one person actually says it. Two, coincidentally, shortly before this call I was cleaning up my hundreds of open browser tabs and on one of them. I read a quote from some African, mm-hmm. uh, it was like South African tribal person. I, um, I think I think it was, I forget who, who uh, that, that made the observation that, um, well, characterizes a warrior is his speed wasn't those words mm-hmm. but to, but to that effect and I actually like that definition like the warrior is a person who makes decisions fast does this like like you're in this battle situation you have to do it as opposed to like most people oh let me ponder that let me come up with a strategic plan so
1: so you you're in full warrior mode yeah yeah so now and you're fighting the, the f- battles or go go on, and, go on. And, and then the key thing about that right it's 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 when it's life or death right and it's and it's yes. immediate like if you don't survive this next combat or you don't you know if you don't make use out of this next short period of time so it's 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 you know another aspect of the clearing the deck there is no space for equivocation or or sort of broad spectrum strategizing when you've got a really tight deadline that's you know a couple of days away um and there's something really magical about it so so by the end of the saturday for example um it was weird i was working my butt off like crazy but actually it was the easiest most fun lightest thing i'd done for months and months and months and months because i was only worried about one thing intensely intensely worried about one thing but only about but one thing
0: this reminds me oh what's your name mihali check mihali's idea of flow like you're in Mm-hmm. full flow and even though it's like super high pressure high stakes client client project there is a joy that that, that comes from that
1: absolutely um so, so, yeah, fast forward to um to saturday evening sunday morning um saturday evening we finished with a moderately high belief that we thought um we thought we 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 uncovered the issues and we could resolve it. Um, I might be, it's a little while ago, I might be misremembering. I don't know. I think this must have been Sunday evening, apologies. So Sunday evening, we think we've nailed it. We run a few tests. We're basically whooping and all that kind of stuff. And like, Obviously, there was lots of pain and ups and downs, but those are kind of just an accelerated version of what would happen on a normal project. the 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 crazy that happened was, um, so we all left, we did a little bit more work, um, but basically in the morning, on the Monday morning, we were pretty confident that we were like in the last two to three hours. Basically, we were just mopping up. Um, we were right. doing a little bit of validation work, but we were pretty confident. Um, and we were just doing that. We said we'd do that before we kind of convened for our first meeting. We all got in early, kind of excited. We were waiting for the client agency. So the agency that we're doing stuff, they were working in our offices whilst we were doing this work. So they- Oh, the, wait, the, right. client, the client agency came to your office like for like the war room it, to do it together. Yeah, yeah. There were two of them, sometimes two even them. only one of them, right? They, weren't, they were much more design-led, which is one of the reasons why there were issues, right? Um, they were design-led in, in, in their website development. Um, there's a whole other thing that is slightly more the slightly more geeky of us um, can can revel in a little bit um, but anyhow um, but yeah obviously they, they they had all the context all the information and, you know they, they were nice smart people so they were able to contribute um, so it was mainly one person and uh, and there was one other person who was, who was there for a chunk like their tech lead type person who wasn't super tech but all was tech and um, And we were waiting for them to turn up for the first meeting and we're doing blah, 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 blah. And then then, uh, someone said, hey, did anyone else get kicked off the server? There were like five or six servers. Did anyone else get kicked off the server? And someone said, yeah, it's rebooting. Like, oh, that's weird. Um, Okay, well, it's not live yet. Let's wait a few Uh minutes. And then like five minutes later, it's like um, my login's not working. Oh, there's another server rebooting. Right. Um, okay. There are five servers. Two of them rebooted. Um, Uh-oh. Uh, so I called the client. No reply. I called the client agency. No reply. this point, where we, we were expecting them to have been here by now as well. So they were slightly late, not suspiciously late, like 10 minutes late or something. Um, but they're incommunicado. And they were literally the way- sat there in
0: a room. At that moment, if I were in your shoes, I would be like in total freak out mode.
1: (laughs) Well, it's well, we were in crisis mode anyway, right? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) There was a level of relaxation (laughs) because we thought we'd solved it. Um, But, um, but it, but we're there and we're like, this is weird. I suspect we're being kicked off, which is rude and strange because we think we've nailed the problem, but we haven't actually, we think we've nailed the diagnosis. We haven't actually fixed the problem yet. Um, and they're not replying. So what are they scared of or what's going on? Um, we did have a little bit of worry that, That I mean, this is, we spent, we spent very low, but still six figures over a three-day period or a in dollars, anyway, billed in pounds, so it was, you know, high tens of, of thousands of pounds in a, you know, two two and a half days, um, and it was, that yeah, was in the tens. It was high tens. It wasn't into the, into six figures, but still, a, a decent slug of money, um, and we did wonder. It's one of the reasons why we wanted to make sure that we gave them two sets of timesheets and 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 numbers a day, so that there was no way that they could say that they were surprised by the number. Um, So We had a bit of a suspicion that maybe there were just a bit- By the way, actually, I thought that
0: when you said before the timesheets every few hours, I thought they were demanding that to be controlling, but now I realize actually you like doing that because because it minimizes the risk. I can be like, you guys didn't do anything.
1: I think. Not, not even about the contents, right? Very often timesheets are about, like I did the work knowledge, for, but it's more that um, they can't really complain, you know, four sets of timesheets later about what happened on the first timesheet. And so, yeah, I, 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 again, from memory, I'm not, a, not yeah. entirely sure, but I'm fairly sure that they might not even ask for the timesheets. I think it was our requirement that we would report right. to them because we wanted to have the, the assurance that they couldn't say we had no idea. Um, they could say we had no idea, but it would be like, "Well, that's because you didn't read our twice a day report. That's not on us."
0: <laughs> you know, my stomach is turning. You're all kicked off, and you're like ten
1: minutes late. Well, no, this is the thing, right? So, so this is the crazy thing, and this is this is like I think this is probably a bit of a geek mentality here, but like, we get we have this period of time where. We're getting kicked off but we're getting kicked off one server at a time so i'm guessing there's one guy who's going from one yeah. box to another so someone says like shall we lock everyone else out from the other three servers so we can't get kicked off um do you want me to put a, another Ooh. account in so that if they try and purchase like like we were probably more competent than the people kicking us off. And we still had root access on the three boxes that, like for starters, they didn't kick us off all the machines at the same time, right? right? which is definitely how we would have done it if we really wanted to kick someone off. Um, so we had a window in which we could have um we could have maintained access to the three servers. We also had the capacity to think about ways that we might be able to regain access to the other two. That would have basically involved some form of hacking. But at this point, like we did not know. We, you know, we did not know other than through reasonable guesswork that they weren't getting hacked, right? right Who knows? Right, right. Right? The client is re- well. The client wasn't answering calls, so they hadn't told us they weren't available and we had signed the one thing we were on the hook for the one promise and commitment and deliverable we had was that we would try best efforts to make sure that site was up in about four hours from this point in time and i'm like it's very hard to do that if you're not on the box we haven't been taken off you need access (laughs) yeah and we could maintain access so there was a part of me and this is what i meant by it's a slightly um it's a very um, it's almost, uh, it's, it's almost an objectionable kind of geek mindset. It's like, well, no, I didn't do everything that I could have done and we hadn't been taken off the project. So there's something very literal or very like, you know, something very, it's not a zero and it's not a one, right? It's gotta be one of those two. It's like something black and white when you said, I promised that we would do what we could. We haven't been taken off the project, so we got to keep trying. And it got to the point where I'm like, so we decided that that was a bit crazy. We sent messages, but we didn't, we didn't take action to retain access or regain access because it seemed most likely that the client was just being weird. Um, but then it, then, then you know, and also like we only had like five, ten minutes or something to take that. But then they still weren't there. Even when they were done, we're like, okay, they'll get done, and then they'll talk to us so we sent an email saying we think you're taking us off the project could you please confirm because until you take off the project we are contractually obliged to keep working to do everything we can and there are things that we could do you're using reasonable best guesses that they're taking off the
0: project and they're not responding to any communication
1: yeah it was the most credible explanation it was very strange that they wouldn't they wouldn't just tell us i can kind of get they'd want to kick us off the boxes because if they feared, I don't know, like depending on like, you can see how they'd go their way. I mean, completely false, but fine, whatever. They want to take us off, they want us to stop work, and they didn't want to say stop work and have us still have access to the boxes. It's a bit like, you know, when you fire someone when they're working in an investment bank, someone walks over and says, you're fired, I'm going to stand here, I'm going to switch off your computer myself, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stand here until you've taken everything. Totally, totally. Um, it's extreme, but you can kind of get it right. Um, but after they theoretically removed access to us, and I, I, from memory, I think I think we even felt there was a way back in, um, which we didn't take. I can't remember. I might be making that, but I think there was. There certainly was this period in which, you know, there right, was, right. they were they told us, or some, it was clear that we were being kicked out, and we still had the ability to like stay, stay on at least some of the servers. Um, so that's pretty incompetent. But anyway. But after that, like surely they'd say something after that. so fast forward like 15 20 minutes and we're like, okay, let's send the messages like you know we have been locked out, we'd like confirmation that that was intentional, we'd clearly need to do things if it wasn't you, we're very happy to stop work, but you know the contract requires us to do best efforts like, you know and unfortunately we're one of those annoying people who takes those things seriously um, and we you know just no one was replying. Um, you know, if you want us to stop work, just tell us to stop work. That's fine. Like, that's us we put that into, into an email, into a
0: text message. Clarification when you started, there was a
1: signed contract in place. So, like, yeah, yeah. there, so, okay. Yeah, we don't do work without a signed contract. Yeah. I definitely right. wouldn't do that kind of project without a signed contract. And that signed contract, the one deliverable we had, as I said, was best efforts. Best efforts. Until, yes. and, and we, were, we had not been given a stop. So we were contractually obliged. The one and only thing we needed to do was best efforts. So and it was just weird. It was just very, very weird. Um, and then the unfortunate thing happened, which is I realized that we could probably continue work because they hadn't locked us out from DNS. And mm. one of the contingencies that I'd taken on the advantage of like being in the industry for a while, kind of have good friends, I'd spoken to a friend who um, was the CTO at a company had a stack of kit and he had you know, several hundred thousand dollars worth of um, you know, very high powered uh, equivalent, you know, so a Sun Unix box, right? So they were running on, on Sun and um, most of the stuff was open source. Um, I think probably all of it was open source. Um, so I was faced with this, hang on, wait a second, over the weekend in case it was needed I'd asked a friend to like, look, if we really, really needed it, could I basically have use of your already online, you know, you know, 300,000 pound server on a fast connection. If it turns out that we just need to throw hardware at it. And he'd said, okay, yeah, sure. We're not using the server. You can use it for a while. That's fine. Um, we had access to the DNS. We had access to the code we knew how to So, so I was like, there is even a thing that I could do. I could get access to that box, install all the software, yeah. fix the site, mm-hmm. and even switch the DNS if we point, had to point, and fulfill the point contract. the DNS to the more powerful box. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's nuts, right? Because it was almost certain that the client was telling us to stop in this really roundabout way. And it's 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 almost, it's very strange to keep going. And you know, it's a bit you know, like this, being ghosted. It's a bit like being ghosted. You're like just totally being ghosted. Up.
0: And you're like the super, super loyal boyfriend in the dating metaphor. It's like the girl's ghosting and you're the one that's like, oh, my God, is she in the hospital? Because really,
1: <laughs> you never you. know, right? It could happen. You never know. Right? <laughs> it probably happens. Once. She could have been hit by a car. Like that happens. Yeah. And then like you find out six months later that they just needed someone like, you know. So like, it's probably not the case. I'm not a idiot right. right yeah but like so like so we've been ghosted i'd never thought of it that way or put it that way before but we've been ghosted and it's like or maybe they really you know it's like but except in this instance we'd even signed a contract um so we genuinely spent like five, 10 minutes like it's a bit nuts it's probably completely ridiculous It'll cost a lot of money and they'll probably really regret it because they're still on the hook for it because they refuse to tell us to stop working. (laughs) They'll have to pay for another half a day of us doing a bunch of stuff that they completely don't want us to do, probably. But technically, that's what the contract said. We needed to keep working. Anyhow, we didn't do that. We genuinely spoke about it, genuinely toyed with it. It seemed like a nuts thing to do. Um, I sent my my co-founder, like, just go visit the client office. It's only 15 minutes away. And he went in. He was able By to the go me, in. By this
0: side note, in, the, in our um COVID era, where everything is increasingly hiring people anywhere in the world, it's um, <laughs> COVID era, but ignoring the whole quarantine aspect, uh, it's powerful to actually work with people in the same city. Because mm-hmm. every once in a while, a situation like this happens where you actually need to go to their physical building. And that's really, yeah. that's that's powerful. And you can't do that if the, if the building's yeah. in Madrid and you're not in Madrid.
1: Exactly, exactly. Being able to wander over. I mean, there's the water cooler, bumping into people type stuff as well. Um, but being able to go over to someone's office and have a meeting with them or, or drop in or serve notice, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Like there are situations in which that genuinely matters. And also like I am absolutely clear that we would have been hampered and possibly to the extent that a success would have become a failure in terms of the troubleshooting if we hadn't have all been in one one physical space together well, that's
0: that, that, that's, a good one. that's another advantage of everyone
1: being yeah. together yeah 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 it's it's you know small differences make all the difference when you're okay. when you're trying to squeeze every piece of value out of something because it's it's a major crunch it's a major crunch. i love that phrase. small
0: differences make all the difference when you're trying to squeeze value out of something Am
1: yeah. you on it? So you're. So you're. <laughs> so you so we went around. Is your co-founder find everyone? He there was yeah. like there was no one there. The guys like that oh that's his office. You went in couldn't. So we could, even by physically visiting the office on a Monday morning. It was definitely a Monday morning. That's why he was around and that's why he was able to go for me, as I was trying to like wrap up and talk to the client. So he went to the agency, who was their appointed rep for dealing with us. Um, the uh, this isn't in sequence of what I learned, but I learned some time later. Quite a while later because i wound up working on a different project with someone who happened to be working in that company previously so it was friends with the with the agency that um that the, the client rep was actually in the office of my co-founder went over it's the most no. ridiculous thing ever he hid under the desk no <laughs> seriously <laughs> it's like right out of this. a movie it's insane so literally all my all my co-founder was trying to do is like look just tell us to stop work send us an email a text message tell me in person like literally we just want someone to say stop work (laughs) because we are legally obliged to keep working with best efforts to fix your site until you do And like at this point we've been asking them for like an hour remotely in first place. So yeah, the guy was so scared of, I I still don't quite know exactly what they were scared of, but like, you know, (laughs) Was your partner like like a a six foot foot bodybuilder? He was, he was robust in conversation. So there was a level of intellectual intimidation that might have been felt, but definitely not physically. He was a, you know, no, not at all, not even vaguely. It's like, yeah, on the slight end of the scale. Um, anyhow, like, fast forward another hour, we did finally get the uh, we did finally get the the stop from the client. Um, then we got the. By the way, your bill is your your. And then that was it, right? Then we sent an invoice in, like. Right. half a day later because it was ripping time cheating like crazy anyway so it was very easy to do and then we got the you know sorry that bill's unreasonable we're not going to pay it um and and so it became pretty clear that, that that was the issue. They asked us, but it's just weird. Why don't they just tell us to stop? Like how does not telling us to stop help the the billing situation? But reading between the lines, the the client was intransigent, really this was at the you know, the actual client in the media company. Um, intransigent it was willing to basically pay us a quarter. At this point, like I literally would have been out of pocket because. I'd made commitments to pay other people bonuses on staff, I, I was paying significant sums of money per hour to to really good consultants, because like I said, we would do everything we could to bill, and the, the agreed rates allowed that, um, so I was paying significant rates and making a little bit of profit on top of that, I guess, for the people. Um, but. But we wouldn't. We literally wouldn't have even been able to cover like half of the bills that we would have got if we'd have treated other people fairly. So we either would have gone to everyone else and said, I'm really sorry, we're reneging on our contracts as well. No, not something I was prepared to do. Um, or we would have been subsidizing their, their, their action. And the irony is, I assume what happened was, um, Monday morning, client works out the amount of money, talks to finance, gets told what on earth are you doing talks to the agency gets told yeah we're pretty sure we know what's going on we think we can fix it now because no, the work that that happened and i, I assume so. right so they-, they didn't actually fix it by the way like <laughs> they, they they messed it up pretty sure it could have been fixed like that it just got us working for another couple of hours or we could have supported that like there was no conversation around that they just like right 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 um but um but it was pretty much there. Um, so I assume that someone else got involved and that person got told of whatever. So what actually eventually happened was we spent like two, three weeks trying, because you don't want to burn, like if you have to force a client to pay, it's pretty nasty, never going to work fine again, might have wider implications. If you can find a solution, you work pretty hard. We worked really hard over about two weeks, but there was no budging on 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 the amount to anywhere near what would even allow us to like break even on the project, um, and we busted a gut on that project. Um, Actually, one thing I didn't mention on the on the Monday morning while we were waiting for them to turn up, like mm-hmm. the, the vibe until then. Obviously, things really changed when they started kicking us out. But like we were really on a high. Everyone was tired but elated. Like that that joy of doing hard work that you're not sure you're going to exactly. succeed and really succeeding, and that joy of working really tightly in a small group. And really gelling and working incredibly efficiently. Um, one of the team members, one of my staff members, even said, "My God, we need to make a T-shirt." Like literally, the vibe out of the weekend was like, "We need to celebrate this by having some physical memorabilia." Um, and then like an hour later, we're like sending people over to try and find people hiding in the desk
0: right after the movie.
1: It's completely <laughs> crazy. But in the end, we um, we literally just sent. A note with the invoice, the contract, and a, a cover note to the CFO of the media agency. Like the, this is like a broadcaster. They were like big, pretty big company. Um, it's not the BBC, but yeah, like, but 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 a a large large broadcasting company. Um, and we had no communication, except um, like literally, I think within within two working days. There was a, you should have received the money. That was it. But we never spoke to I, me again. I, I didn't, I didn't I spent understand. We spent two weeks trying to get an agreement with the client who hired us. Oh, I see. And
0: by Complaint your going over head to
1: the CFO. So, we'll so then we just wrote a letter, a legal looking letter, not from a lawyer, but a very, very matter of fact, please note the contract attached. Please note our timesheets we just like a few bullet points you know we we produced twice daily updates we fulfilled our work completely we even took a risk by stopping when we thought we were being told to stop when i, I don't know if we said that or not but like we basically just said very clearly we, there was no breach of contract we attempted to negotiate something to try and retain you know good good faith with the client doesn't look like that's possible we'd like to get paid in full please um and there was zero communication except for a uh, you've been paid like two days later and it was quick it was really quick really really quick like the full amount just dropped in our bank account um, and, and there was a, a reply saying you know you've, you've got your money that's all the ever never spoken to that client again <laughs> that was the whole story completely nuts but um, you know it's, it's 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 why you go through the effort like what are the lessons number one it's why you go through the effort of doing a bit of Contract work, right? Because everything can look great. Every can everything you can do everything right. If we didn't have a waterproof contract, probably we wouldn't have got paid at all. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, in these
0: cases, contracts are even more important than like relationships. Because often, like you're friends with someone, and you're like, oh yeah, no, he'll never stiff me. But like even even if your friend has the best intentions, yeah. like. Like the people behind your friend, who knows they, who exactly. knows
1: are unless you know, unless your friend's the only decision maker and it's just them, then you, even that's not enough because, like, you know, and I've definitely had that lesson before, where right. where um, that was actually probably my first business lesson was when I correctly judged someone's intentions and did not judge that they were being dishonest with themselves about how likely they were to be able to stick to an agreement. So it's basically one of the co-founders of a business that I helped that was a marketing business. One of the first clients that I worked with when I was just coming out of university, starting out in in the kind of the industry. And um, I'm a pretty good judge of character and I'm pretty confident I judged his character and read him correctly. And he was genuinely honest where he said, like, because I was investing a lot of time helping them how to do digital, they had no idea. Completely clueless, very early in the internet days, and and they were like, look, if this goes well, we're going to want to start an agency. You clearly know way more than us. We'll get you on board as you know a junior equity partner, and then you know. Da, da, da. And I'm like, actually, that could be quite cool because I'm straddling university, I'm doing my own thing. It'd be much nicer to have a full agency and all the rest of it. And what was predictable was that the company, as opposed to the individual, would just not see the value of it. They essentially milked me to get bootstrapped to know, is this something you should do and know how to start it? And then of course you just go hire someone who's maybe not as good or whatever, but like you've learned what you need to do to decide to do it. You learn what you need to do to get going. You might not do as well, but you get 100% of the pie. No, we're not gonna give 20% to this person that we can just say, there's no contract. Um, And he was very, very apologetic, but actually it was predictable that that was gonna happen. Um, so yeah, when you sign the contract, it's not just about whether or not you trust the person, it's you do not know what the situation will be. You do not know who else will be involved. Um, so yeah, it's great. yeah.
0: More, that's, that's a great lesson. Other, other lessons from the situation before I jump in with uh,
1: probably one. the biggest one is, uh, I, I, the phrasing for it is something I actually got from, a I, I did an MBA a few years ago, at INSEAD, I'll plug them. They're great. If you want to do an <laughs> NBA, go to INSEAD. But um, uh, definitely, if you want to have an international outlook anyway. But
0: on my podcast, no one's allowed to plug themselves, but you're allowed to plug other people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But there was a, a, a one of the rock star uh, teachers um, ran a negotiation course, and his mantra was expect variants. Um, And, in fact, the mainstay of the course was that every week we would run, um, like, practice negotiations with each other, which was kind of IT-mediated, so we'd each get given roles to play with information that, you know, so we could see the difference between a negotiation where everyone knows the facts, a negotiation where only some people know the facts, and or people have their own facts. Um, and, you know, it's a class of like 100 people. So, and usually there were paired negotiations. So then you would get to see each class, you would get to see the range of outcomes when 50, when the same identical negotiation happened 50 times, right? Because you get people paired up, 50 pairs. Um, and And it was just like, wow. Like you'd get negotiations where people would literally... And it's weird, right, because everyone on this course is super smart. But for whatever reasons, and there were some interesting chats about the, the psychology of it and the rest of it, but people would literally agree to a deal that was worse, worse than walking away, right? Like you were given like, you know, unlike in real life, to set the scene and set the roles, you would get given explicit, you know, payoff numbers, you know if you walk away from a deal, it's going to cost you $6,000 to buy it from somewhere else, or you can buy it from this person. And people were paying 7000 Yeah, there'll be like one person, right, out of the 50. Yeah. But you'd look at the graph, and we'd all go like, what happened there? So so yeah, that, that happened post the the project. Um, but the you're, project so to, to start, tie that in here, you're saying
0: something about the wording of the contract.
1: No, just like I would never have been able to predict that we would actually name Um, the project. I see, I see. very And then start getting kicked. Like you couldn't make that up. You really couldn't make that up. If you'd have asked me half an hour before, come up with 20 ways that the next, you know, positive and negative, full range, come up with 20 ways in which the next two hours could go on this project, none of them would have said, client will refuse to tell us to stop work, but we'll kick us off servers. Like, you know, that would have been like, guess 2000 right like you know maybe not even right you just couldn't um so so there's something like i i don't know how actionable that is so there's something about being zen or being being open to the fact that weird can happen and that can be positive as well right where you can get these crazy things you can jump on that come out of the blue but um But yeah, just be aware that you will not guess everything. You will not, like stuff will blindside you. That was one. And then the other one was, um, it was really surprising, unsurprising at one level, but surprising the extent to which it was such a joy and so productive, unbelievably productive to narrowly focus on one thing for a tight period of time. Um, So that was something that I think most people know, but experiencing
0: it. On that, I think this is part of the magic of startup land. Like, mm-hmm. you, the first get, if that's a word, get a lot of joy from just focusing on, focus on one thing. this one problem.
1: Yeah, although there's every risk if you're in a startup that it's hard to focus on only because they're becoming not You're on one startup. Start plan, so,
0: different, yeah. so, so many different things
1: Yeah, yeah. so yes. it depends on which phase you're in, et cetera. So, um, qu- but, but, but the learning there is like it's easy to forget how valuable or it's easy not to be in contact, like not to not to not to kind of like not to realize how valuable that focus is to make it happen. So now I try and do things like, you know, block out time, you know, totally. you know, pay a lot of attention to you know context switching costs and, and putting think, putting time in my diary to 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 focus on one thing for half a day or changing where I am so I don't have all the physical distractions so none of that is new to most people but it was like experiencing it that purely definitely kind of reinforced something that I kind of kind of knew but didn't didn't grok didn't like know well enough to really do it as much as I did after.
0: Some minor questions that might help us get at some other learnings at what point did they stop at what point did they go incommunicado is that sunday oh, the, afternoon no in the morning the monday morning it was only monday morning so they were yeah. so they, they were they were responsive throughout throughout the, the whole week i mean
1: there that was the first time when 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 something from them was expected and didn't happen right so we sent our report on the sunday evening we weren't getting back email saying thank you very much so we didn't get a reply but that wasn't expected yeah. Um so yeah. So, so the client rep was on our site on the Sunday, everyone led on a high. I assume they then spoke. I mean, who knows, right? I'm guessing yeah, they yeah, the the client, or they spoke on the Monday morning. I don't know, something happened between everyone leaving on a high on the Sunday evening and us sitting around waiting for them to so turn at- up on the Monday.
0: By the way, nonetheless, a lesson, but I'm really curious. This, so the site ended up launching just like unscalable as a as, oh, it didn't, as launch. A it didn't launch. They didn't the launch. The site never never launched.
1: <sighs> you know what? Or, I don't know if I checked and wasn't interested enough to remember or didn't check. Yeah. Like um, it didn't launch. It didn't launch on the Monday like it was supposed to. Quite. I assume it launched Quite. a week or two afterwards.
0: Um. By the way, an, no, another lesson. Is to get payment, go right to the top. Uh, yeah. Never like, like, like it's escalating, high like escalated, yeah, and
1: phew. yeah, yeah. Um, there's a more general lesson out of that, which uh, I think a lot of people have learned one version of. Maybe not as clearly, maybe maybe even more clearly. I don't know, but. Um, like you know what the escalation path is. So know what you would do if you didn't get the response you're looking mm. for. So you can do that with email. You send someone an email, why do you boomerang it? Because it's like you you know now when would you reply if you didn't or follow up if you didn't get an email. It's the same same version. Because otherwise, you just keep coming back and you're like, oh, okay, I'll wait a bit longer. Oh, I'll, wait, oh, I'll chase them again. So, So know what the path will be, assuming you never get a satisfactory reply. And That does mean like, giving them some time. That does mean some escalation, right? No, some escalation with the same person.
0: I like I, li- I like your phrase escalation path and like signing out in advance, especially for for get for get for getting
1: paid. Yeah. So I now do that. If there's an email that's important, doesn't drop, I always decide at what point will there will I take an action if I don't get a reply or a satisfactory reply. Um, so yeah, um, and and you know I I mean an even purer version of that some, I hadn't realized this until one particular incident, at a, another startup where I was helping out for a while, um, where we were chasing a huge, huge US right. publishing company um, for payment on something, which they had accepted, you know, there was no dispute that we would do payment. They were literally just saying, oh, we'll pay you next week, or there's a pay run, like all these different delaying tactics, as we later found out with the case. And we're talking about think it four or five months overdue before we finally said this is ridiculous we've got to escalate and that was the first time we were like okay what does that actually mean finding a u.s lawyer because a uk-based company wasn't trivial yeah. um we got that 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 lawyer to send them a letter they paid straight up no argument and we later found out oh yeah that company oh yeah they have a, a reputation that they will you know, it's part of their script, never pay unless unless you receive a lawyer's letter. So they literally no. treat it, they just don't, that, just don't. if that's you're not part on the their, company's script, yeah, unless you're like a preferred supplier, like they give anything about, right, they literally have a reputation, like, we we were new working in the US for, for that kind of wow. company. And it's like, this but, company has a reputation. So like, literally, if we did just and they didn't, they didn't even care. It's like, like, Effectively, they're saying if you're not sending a lawyer letter, that means you don't really care if you get paid. So we're not going to pay you.
0: But that's that's fast. That's incredible for me. I never thought of this as being a part of a company's script. And, and, and it's just and Yeah, and yeah. and I can told, Now that you mentioned, it, I can totally see that sort of way of thinking. Like, hey, like, like, hey, like they, they, like. You know that old saying, like if you don't know who the sucker is, it's you. I can totally see people <laughs> ha- having that same sort of thought, like, like, of, like, of, like, of course, they're, they're they're not serious
1: enough about getting their money if they're not doing yeah. this. Yeah, and you know, look, it's the same thing. Expect variance, right? For every one of those companies, is a company that's like, you've yeah. got thirty day terms, but there you know, of, we paid you within of- a week because. It makes no difference to us, and you're a small company, so, you know. We like Beca- because because well. this
0: is because this is now being recorded for the record, we will not mention here that there might be uh, ver- different levels of variance and averages and different geographic locations.
1: Because <laughs> 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 yes, some cultures probably <laughs> do it more than others. Culture
0: may or may not be a factor, but we that is, uh, <laughs> but we will not speculate <laughs> on that today. Um I'm trying to think from your story if there if there are any there's um any other lessons um, less lessons but by the way, like also remembering the lesson in the beginning that like such urgency is um like that 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 um, that alone yeah i'm I, I think we I think this is a great story and 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 we got a whole a whole bunch of great lessons today.
1: You're welcome. Glad yeah. uh, I'm glad you heard. I'm glad you enjoyed hearing the crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and also after that story, it also makes me understand why now you're a, a, a lot less excited about being active in the agency world <laughs>
1: than you were <laughs> a couple a couple years ago. Well, yeah, I don't know. There, there, yeah, I, I, it, I, it was it was a show- sad ending. It was a sad ending, but like you know. It happens. Maybe not quite like that, but like not every project pans out. Yeah, and we got paid. We got paid. Yeah, you,
0: you um, you went. Yeah, you went. uh, You went. You went straight straight to the top. Actually, by the way, maybe one before we do wrap up, I think one other lesson might be dealing with bigger companies. The role of the middlemen, because it's it feels like what happened is like the frontline person needed you. And hired you, and the top person at the end would pay you. But then there were these like middle managers who are like, "That's above budget on Monday morning, and not worth it, or something." So, 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 so there's, yeah, I feel like there's maybe, a maybe,
1: maybe, um, maybe, yeah, it's speculation. I, I, I suspect the, the the hiring person. Either was disingenuous from the beginning and just assumed that it would be an amount that they could stomach, and just didn't do the maths until the Monday morning. Maybe they, you know, took a weekend. They were receiving all the reports. Their client rep was receiving all the reports, and they just didn't do the maths. Or she didn't tell him because they like they they refused to say like we we would have very happily worked to a budget. Maybe that would have meant it wouldn't have worked. Um, but that's totally fine, right? They they refuse to give us a budget to work to or, or a cap or a or a trigger point to stop unless we get the okay. They of just, their options. They didn't to dive want
0: into that. that for to dive into that for a second, it actually upon reflection for a second, it feels like it's not just that they're like, Oh, that's too much, because there is something deeper, because if it was like, oh, this is expensive, like please stop like he wouldn't have hit under his desk. He would have told you, but the, the ghosting and the hiding under the desk, like that only happens when he knows that he's going to try to wiggle, wiggle out of paying you. So, so, there, so there, so there's probably the, the, the realization that like, that like, fuck, I shouldn't have, have authorized that. And they're going back in are they're, they're not even going to pay, which is what motivated the desk hiding yeah
1: maybe I mean maybe the person was the client rep that that agent maybe he did have a budget that we weren't told I don't know I have no idea I literally have no idea okay this was fantastic I I love the story I'm happy
0: there's a happy ending and and you're paid and thank you for coming on if you think of any other stories I will uh, come back another day and Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for watching.